0: The Church of Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle of Madison, Connecticut, welcomes you to this edition of Shi'ar Jeshub, featuring the teaching ministry of our pastor, Greg Scalzo. Today, we will be continuing the Heavenly Authority series, and we are in chapter 10 of the book of 1 Samuel, where the old prophet Samuel anoints Saul as Israel's first king. So let's get our Bibles and go right into the study as Pastor Greg begins this Sunday message.
1: We uh, left off last time with the anointing of the king of Saul by the prophet Samuel. Let me reread 1 Samuel chapter 10, verse 1. Then Samuel took a flask of oil and poured it on his head and kissed him and said, Is it not because the Lord has anointed you commander over his inheritance? We'll pick up now in verse 2. When you have departed from me today, you will find two men by Rachel's tomb in the territory of Benjamin at Zelzah, and they will say to you, the donkeys which you went to look for have been found. And now your father has ceased caring about the donkeys and is worrying about you saying, what shall I do about my son? We have here in verse two, the start of instructions and signs which the prophet Samuel gives to Saul to number one, test the obedience of Saul and two to confirm to Saul by these miraculous signs that indeed God has called him and God has anointed him for the service and we see many times in this study how often the Lord will use miracles and signs to confirm to prepare the leader for that position of leadership so that the person does not go into it saying, well, should I be in there? Am I really called to that post? God prepares their hearts ahead of time. Then he gives wonders and signs to show that this is indeed the call. And there are wonders and signs that will happen here as Samuel instructs Saul. And he tells him, first of all, when you leave, now remember, we saw last time that this happens very early in the morning that in verse 26 up above in chapter 9, that Samuel calls Saul down to the top of the house. They arose early in the morning. And he sends off the servant that was with Saul. And now he gives him the first instruction, saying that when you, when you leave me, when you depart from me, you'll find two men near Rachel's tomb in the territory, or better in the Hebrew, the NIV and the King James says it this way, on the border of Benjamin at Zelzar. So, remember, they're in the hill country of Ephraim, in the district of Zoph, where Samuel's home is. Ramah, Ramah of Ephraim. There's a lot of Ramahs in the Bible. But Ramah of Ephraim, or Ramah Vayim Zophim, we studied that as a home of Samuel. And it's at this area that there's this high place and this altar that Samuel has built. And now he's telling him to go down from Ephraim through Benjamin on the southern border of Benjamin and a little past where there's the tomb of Rachel. And that tomb of Rachel is just south of the border of Benjamin. And the border of Benjamin at that time ran just south of Jerusalem. If you look on a map, you see Bethlehem is south of Jerusalem. The tradition has it today that the site of Rachel's tomb is four miles south of Jerusalem and a mile north of Bethlehem. And this tomb was very, very well known in the time of Saul. So he has to first make this trek to go down to Rachel's tomb. And at that tomb, he'll find these two men and they'll tell him that the donkeys have been found and that his father is worrying about him. Rachel's tomb, we read about in Genesis chapter 35. I believe it's the first scripture where a tomb is actually marked, even as we mark grave sites today. Um, In Genesis 35, verse 16, it says, Then they journeyed from Bethel, And when they were but a little distance to go to Ephrath, Rachel labored in childbirth and she had hard labor. And down at verse 19, so Rachel died and was buried on the way to Ephrath, that is Bethlehem. Ephrath or Ephrata, Bethlehem. So on the way to Bethlehem is where Rachel's tomb is. In verse 20, and Jacob set a pillar on her grave which is the pillar of Rachel's grave to this day. So it was a known site to the Israelites where this woman who was the mother of so many of them was buried. And that tomb is just north, very near Bethlehem. And that explains to us, if we didn't know it already, why in Matthew chapter 2, when Herod has the children slaughtered in Bethlehem, that it says in verse 17, then was fulfilled what was spoken by Jeremiah the prophet saying, a voice was heard in Ramah, lamentation weeping in great mourning, Rachel weeping for her children, refusing to be comforted because they are no more. And that reason being that Rachel's tomb was near that area of Bethlehem. So it's interesting that in the anointing of the king, the first place the new king must go for the king, the kingship to be born, so to speak, is just near the border of Benjamin, just south of it, near Rachel's tomb, near Bethlehem. He must go near Bethlehem in the start of the anointing of the king. Here Samuel tells him the good news about the donkeys, but that his father Kish is now worried about him. And Samuel gives him the exact location and the exact place and the exact way that Saul will receive this information. So it's a word of knowledge. It's a prophecy. It will be a sign when it comes to pass, there's one sign, Saul, that this is the word of God to you. Then the journey continues. Verse 3, he says, Then you shall go on forward from there and come to the terebinth tree of Tabor. There three men going up to God at Bethel will meet you, one carrying three young goats, another carrying three loaves of bread, and another carrying a skin of wine. So as he met the two near Rachel's tomb, now he will meet three others and these three men are going up to god at bethel and if you have most of you have a map at the back of your bible you can see now we're going from bethlehem back north again to bethel and bethel is an extremely important uh city in the bible this terrapin tree of tabor is some unknown site uh which obviously was well known in Saul and Samuel's day. And it was situated in the territory of Benjamin by the road that leads from Rachel's tomb going north somewhere in the area of Bethel. And you know that Bethel means house of God. And that town of Bethel in northern Benjamin, it's on the border of Benjamin and Ephraim. It was allotted to Benjamin in Joshua's time. After that little war between Benjamin And the rest of Israel that you read about in Judges chapter 20, it became part of Ephraim. It's right on the border town. It's rich. Bethel is rich in spiritual history. Bethel is the location where Abraham, when he first came into the promised land, pitched his tent and built an altar to the Lord there. And Jacob, um, his grandson, that's where he had his life-changing vision as he's escaping from Esau. And running up north, he has the vision of the ladder reaching to the heavens, the angels of God ascending and descending on this ladder or this staircase. And it was Jacob that changed the name of the town to Bethel, house of God. And he marked the pillar there also. And later when he returns to the promised land, he built an altar at Bethel and worshipped the Lord. And at one point, early on, it seems that even the Ark of the Covenant was at Bethel when they first came into the Promised Land for a short period of time. In that section, Judges chapter 20, when it speaks about the war between the Israelites and their brothers, the Benjamites, it says that they went up to Bethel to inquire of the Lord there. And Phineas, Aaron's grandson, was ministering before the Ark of the Covenant because the Ark of the Covenant was there in those days. And it talks about Shiloh also in that passage, but at some point, apart from the Feast of Shiloh, Phinehas, early on, brought the Ark, for some reason, over to Bethel. And they inquired of the Lord over there. That's in Judges chapter 20, verses 26 to 27. So Bethel is a very significant site in the Scriptures. And Samuel instructs him to go to Bethel, to go to that terrapin tree. He'll meet three men going up to God at Bethel. And they'll have these sacrifices, these offerings. One's a meat offering, they have a drink offering. So there seems to be another high place besides the high place where Samuel is up at Ephraim there's another high place where they're going and they're worshiping. He tells Saul in verse four, and they will greet you and give you two loaves of bread, which you shall receive from their hands. So they give him a present and it's fitting as a present for a prince. For some reason, God just puts it on their heart to give Saul two of the loaves of the three loaves They're bringing up for the presentation, the sacrifice before God. And it shows another sign. You've met the two, and the first two will tell you where your donkeys that you're so concerned about are. These three that you'll meet now will share something with you. They'll give you a gift. So the king receives the gift. And you think back to the Magi presenting the gifts before Jesus, the anointing of the king and maybe they're giving him the gifts so that he has something now that he can offer as he goes up to the high place. And that's the second sign. And then it says in verse five, after that you shall come to the hill of God where the Philistine garrison is. And it will happen when you have come there to the city that you will meet a group of prophets coming down from the high place with a stringed instrument, a tambourine, a flute, and a harp before them, and they will be prophesying. So he says, next, you'll come to the hill of God. Now that hill of God, very possibly, is the same one we were just speaking about, the one where these three men are going up to God at Bethel to worship, and He's to go with them up the hill, up the high place, and also worship. And as he does, this third sign is you're going to see this group of prophets coming down from the high place.
0: As always, we would greatly enjoy hearing from you. Our address is Shi'ar Jashub, P.O. Box 518, Branford, Connecticut, 06405. Though our P.O. Box is in Brantford, our Sunday service is at the Memorial Hall on Meeting House Lane in Madison, Connecticut.